The White House Battle Royale has begun as the chief of staff to President Biden has resigned. We're going to get into everything from our source within the White House today. But first, I want to remind you all to subscribe to the Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read. Don't go around scrolling on Twitter and Telegram and Getter all day long. No. Subscribe to the Poso Daily Brief at humanevents.com slash Poso, and it will be your one-stop shop for news, information, and updates every single day. Go to the Poso Daily Brief. Sign up today. Humanevents.com slash Poso. Let's get into it. Give us a sense of how many classified documents we are now talking about total across all three locations. Sure, it's a good question. And and actually, the answer to it is a little bit complicated because of this point that I'm making about the integrity of an ongoing Justice Department investigation. The Justice Department is going to be looking at all sorts of questions like that throughout their investigation. We want to be very, very careful to be respectful of the integrity of that investigation, to not speak too much about the underlying contents and materials. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is January 23rd, 2023, Anno Domini. Today, we are going to talk all about what is going on in the White House, because I know some people have asked, and I've gotten some comments in, Poso, where is the Shade War? Whatever happened with the Shade War? Where are the Shade War updates? Why aren't we doing those anymore? What was the Shade War? Let me explain. Human Events Daily was the first outlet anywhere in the world to describe the internal internecine conflict between President Biden and Vice President Harris. They were constantly jockeying for position, doing everything they could to undercut Kamala Harris. But then it all kind of ended. It all kind of went away. But now suddenly over the weekend, we've seen an incredible update, a fantastic update, an earth-shattering update from the White House that Ron Klain, the White House chief of staff, a longtime Biden advisor, is now leaving. He's out, getting out of there. And who's coming in in his place? Who's coming in in his place, you ask? Jeff Zentz. Jeff Zentz. Who's Jeff Zentz? So you're getting out, getting rid of a longtime Biden advisor, and they're bringing back in Jeff Zentz. Jeff Zentz is Bain Capital. Yeah, that's right. The same Bain Capital as Mitt Romney. Jeff Zentz is a Wall Street guy. But he's always been a Wall Street guy who was aligned with the left. This is how the Union Party works, by the way. They have one firm, Bain Capital, and they have a guy who says he's on the right, like Mitt Romney, and then a guy who says he's on the left, like Jeff Zentz. But really, they're all the same group of people. They're the Union Party. This is how the Wall. This is how Wall Street works. This is how the establishment works. So this guy Zentz, who's he close to? Former President Obama and Hillary Clinton. Now, the Uniparty is coming back, and they're taking over the reins of the White House. Ron Klain sees the writing on the wall. Because what's going on over this past weekend? More and more documents coming to light. Do you really believe me, or do you expect me to believe? Do you really expect me to believe that all of a sudden, they just found these documents out of nowhere? Like, oh, whoops, we just woke up one day and found out that there were classified documents over there somewhere. No. Cut the crap. There's a reason the establishment and the regime is turning on President Biden. Rush Limbaugh, believe it or not, actually predicted that this would happen. 
Now, he said it would be about the laptop, not necessarily about classified documents, but that's not the point. He predicted that eventually you would see, this is Rush, not even me, you would see former President Obama using leverage to undercut President Biden from inside the White House and that they would be using this to reestablish a path for a new candidate to come into office. Who's that candidate, you ask? Well, I'll tell you something. It ain't Kamala Harris. So what I've been told, and this is what we got from our White House official, our White House staffer. Let's just go into it. Because I asked, I said, what's going on with the shade war? Can you give us some background? Here are the notes. It's a madhouse. Nobody trusts each other in the slightest anymore. Advisors have been pointing fingers over leaks and staffers loyal to those respective advisors have subsequently split into factions. The shade war as a conventional conflict is over. People on both sides are still conducting smear jobs, but it's mostly uncoordinated and carried out by extreme loyalists. Other than that, the White House has dissolved into a battle royale. Every man for himself. Any hope of Kamala cleaning up the Public Speaking Act is gone. This, plus a lack of meaningful work after two years, has kept potential big money donors away should Biden decline to run again and pick her as successor, which currently is what he plans to do. That has led people to believe that something bigger is at work here. And the Uniparty is so upset about this that they're looking for someone completely separate to be the new heir apparent. As of right now, the one Schumer and others are talking about is Gavin Newsom, of course. And this is why you see Newsom attacking DeSantis, another potential contender uh, for 2024. However, Ron Klain sees all of this and has decided to push out, has decided to get out of the whole thing. Um, the official goes on and continues. There's there's more here. I'm not going to read it verbatim because I don't want to reveal uh, information about who it is. But this has broken the camel's back. KJP will be next. Karine Jean-Pierre, she feels as though she's been the most humiliated in all of this. Too many half-truths and full lies from council team during pre-media brief meetings. She's been okay with mental gymnastics before, but this is too much. Some interesting notes as well coming out of uh, DS DCSA. So the people involved from the Pentagon in interviewing and, and going over these documents, these classified documents from Biden that have been found at his home, some going back to when he was vice president, some from when he was senator, so it says some of the documents they are concerned may be related to OEF and OIF stuff. So that's Afghanistan and Iraq. Per vice presidential military alum community circles, we're talking potentially troop movements, locations of terrorist HVTs, intel and potential attacks on home and abroad. If any agency blows this wide open, it'll be DCSA. Most of their leadership lean heavily to the right and SecDef won't be able to stop a thing. So you're talking about... Uh, things they're looking at contain, uh, contain Rock Aval Operation Rock Avalanche, Operation Dragon Strike, Operash Operation Mosh to Rock, tons of ISAF ops that took place two or so years into Biden's first term with 44. Some of the documents from his Senate days are likely to predate 9-11, some immediately post 9-11, but the 2010 stuff will definitely bite him in the butt. One former military has given DCSA a hard time. Everyone else is singing because, of course, they want to maintain their clearance. However, at this point, the FBI has yet to interview a single former staffer. So we are seeing a full on push, full on push. By the way, some of that that era that you're talking about right there. That might even include the bin Laden raid. 
So if that's specifically, if this timing is correct that we're talking about this window, we could actually be looking at that Biden could have had at his home, not only documents about troop movements, but maybe even documents from when he was vice president pertaining to our most highly classified operations, which at the time when he was vice president would have included the Obama. There we go. Right. All right. That's that's a one for media matters. The Osama bin Laden raid, Osama bin Laden raid. So insane stuff going on. The shade war has now become the battle royale of the White House. And personally, me, I'm just sitting back here eating popcorn because we told you that this would happen. We told you exactly that this would happen. This is what happens when you have an administration that becomes a regime and is installed into power like we have now. We get what we deserve. This Defend the Forest movement, um, there are no leaders. So people go off and do their own things. That doesn't just make them justifiable. But I, I do think that, you know, you keep using these words, violent, 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 violent. Um, and it, it gives the impression, I mean, the only violence that, that or, or the only acts of, of violence against people that I saw were, were actually police tackling protesters. And some of them were found with explosives on them. Uh, you heard that correctly, explosives, and that has led to a, a police uh, officer's car being uh, set on fire and other destruction has occurred. Treehouse Antifa. Now, here in this program, we told you that they were planning a night of rage. Originally, uh, typical, you know, typical for Antifa, of course, they set it for Friday, but I guess they couldn't get out of bed fast enough. So it ended up being Saturday night was the night of rage, not the 20th, but it ended up being the 21st. And we walked you through on this program on Friday. So human events listeners, you knew what was going on in Atlanta. I got so many text messages and I had people saying, what's going on in Atlanta? What's going on? I said, did you listen to Friday's show? Did you listen to Friday's show where I explained to all of you what was going on in Atlanta, what was coming in Atlanta, what the night of rage was that they had planned, why they were planning it, and what had led up to it? So just again, you know, a little, a little, uh, a little shot for everybody, a little Pokemon point for everybody who's a human events listener. You guys are ahead of the curve, and you're used to being ahead of the curve. Because what happened here this tree house Antifa movement. They're trying to prevent the police from building a training site outside the city of Atlanta. And I pointed that out. I said, nobody watches the police academy movies going, oh, police shouldn't have this. This is terrible. Why would they have a training center outside the city? This is awful. This is so bad. Like, really? Are you sure? Doesn't quite pass the really test, does it? They shouldn't have a police training facility. Really? You just, just give them guns and let them, let them go out? do whatever. I'm not okay with that. I, I don't think that's a good idea. I think people need training. By the way, I said as someone who's from the military and had training when I was in the military to use firearms. I also say that to someone like, by the way, I don't know, Alec Baldwin, someone who could use a little, could have used a little bit of more training. And that of course is going to come out at trial, just how much training he had and how much training he ignored when he shot and killed his own staffer. So there's a lot of issues there, a lot of issues to look at here. But for the city of Atlanta, I got to say, really got to go, uh, go ahead and say you did a great job. Mass arrest every single one of them. 
Because when we talked about the Antifa files, when we talked about January 20th, when we talked about the just last week, right, the anniversary of the attack on Trump's inauguration. When Antifa attacks your city, when BLM attacks your city, you have to arrest all of them. Arrest, of course, the ones who are committing violent, then also go ahead and detain the people who are enabling the violence. Yeah, that's right. I said it because they know what they're doing. This is a tactic. The violent ones and the, the violent members of the black bloc are being protected by the ones who are in uh, the same black bloc as well. Even if they're not committing the violence, what they're doing is they're running back in there to make it uh, to make it harder for law enforcement to be able to effectively charge anybody. Well, here's what you do. Simple. You find the weapons. You get fingerprints, you get touch DNA off the weapons. Then you tie them to the people that you just arrested. Then you go through everybody else and you say, did you hold this weapon? They say, no. Say, okay, well, you are going to be charged as an accomplice because that's what you are. You're an accomplice to the black block. Even if you're a, one of the, we did the three rings before, remember? So the reds are the ones at the top of the hierarchy who commit the acts. The yellows are the organizers and the greens at the lower rung of the pyramid the lower and widest rung of the pyramid are the ones who are just dressed in black block, enabling everyone and then protecting them when they run back in. Guess what? You're all accomplices for what the Reds are doing. This is simple. It's a criminal conspiracy. This has been going on since, I don't know, the beginning of crime, the beginning of human society. We've always had this situation. You're a gang. This, I, this, this idea and, and the, you know, completely useless reporter going on CNN um, says he's a freelance guy. So even CNN is trying to put distance between themselves and this guy who's saying, oh, they're not violent. They're not violent. Far be it for me to call that guy an accomplice as well, though, really does beg the question of if this is someone who's going on television that's making excuses for obviously criminal activity, setting police cars on fire, you know, it's 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 interesting. I mean, certainly you'd call him a propagandist. You know, there's no violence. There's no violence. The new gaslighting just dropped. But then, oh, actually, my brother said I'm not allowed to say gaslighting anymore because it's very offensive to Greta Thunberg and AOC. So I said <laughs> that, of course, I said, yeah, Greta Thunberg and AOC probably think that a pilot light is something that air, airplane pilots use to fly by. But no, 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 no. They weren't violent. This wasn't violent. It wasn't violent because remember, violence against property is not violence. That's the new the new gaslighting. So let's just attack on property. So if I'm just setting a police car on fire. That's not violence. If I'm just smashing buildings, that's not violence. Here's a question. Are they sure there wasn't someone in the police car? Did they check before they lobbied the explosives at it? Here's another question. How about you enforce the law? How about we enforce the law on all of you? Because you're all committing violence. And guess what? We get to define what violence is. Not that douchebag on CNN. No. We define violence however we choose. And we're going to define that as violence against property. Guess what? You're darn right we are. Because this isn't a communist or socialist country where we have community property and everyone owns the same thing. No. We have something called property rights. Because when you attack someone's property, you're attacking someone's livelihood. And by attacking someone's livelihood, like they did in Seattle, in Chaz, when I was there, 
And then the latest that just came out of that, out of Seattle, was they deleted all the text messages. Mayor Jenny Durkan and the police, everyone up in Seattle delete, have de- has deleted all of their text messages. Because when you're attacking someone's life, I remember sitting there in the car dealership when they attacked it, when the fence went down, when they were almost set fire to that place. And a thief was trying to steal the keys to the dealership, the actual keychain with all the keys for the cars. And the proprietor and his son came out and the son was carrying an AR-15 going up against a mob. And Warlord Raz came out. Where were the police? Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. And then Raz Simone locks and loads. Standing right next to me. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun night. So you're allowing this to happen. But here's the problem. When you allow someone to attack someone's livelihood, you are allowing them to attack someone's life because we are not godless communists. You are. And that's why down in Atlanta, you're going to jail. As the fences are going back up around the Capitol. Um, and I, what I will never forget about January 6th was just that vision of coming. I was walking towards the Capitol, coming from the east, from the Library of Congress over, and just seeing all that, that mob up on the Capitol with Trump flags and other flags of white supremacist groups, and just this smell in the air. And, you know, I've seen so many rallies and advocate groups out there. And whether you agree and you're into it or you don't agree, there's a whole different vibe. You know, there's a lot of chanting and cheering and people at the microphones and matching T-shirts. And and this the roar was so angry. It was like a... Uh, I've never been in combat, but I think it's what war would sound like. Just sort of this this, um, incredible noise of anger and hatred. You could almost hear it and smell it. And um, we know what a threat to democracy this misinformation is. Congresswoman Catherine Clark. Congresswoman Kathleen Clark. She has served as the U.S. representative for Massachusetts' 5th Congressional District since 2013. She has been and currently is the House Minority Whip. She was the assistant House Democratic leader from 2021 to 2023. She's 59 years old. Her children include one Jared Dowell. Jared Dowell. Who is Jared Darrell? Why should we care? Do we, you know, we don't particularly go against someone's children unless they've done something. Like Hunter Biden, for example, I don't know. Chelsea Clinton for just being insane. No, no. We're going to talk about Jared Darrell. The son of Catherine Clark. Yes, that's right. Catherine Clark's son. Son, 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 son. Because Catherine Clark's son was arrested for being part of an Antifa protest in Boston. Now, this is related to the treehouse thing. 
the killing of one Antifa militant who opened fire on police down in Cop City outside of Atlanta. So Antifa put out the call across the country for their comrades to hold protests in solidarity. Catherine Clark's son, Jared, gets arrested for spray painting, but then attacks police, resists arrest and attacks police, gets arrested. And so we have this whole this whole thing planned that I was going to come on today and talk about, you know, this is what, you know, this is typically what you see with the the parents of Antifa, wealthy Antifa patrons. Uh, they come from wealthy parents, wealthy families. They've never had to have meaningful work in their lives, as Eric Hoffer talked about in True Believers, uh, the great longshoreman philosopher. Highly encourage everyone to read Eric Hoffer. But you know, the same people who say they want to create super soldiers and superhumans, but really they end up turning out, you know, like Antifa. Well, here we go. Here we go. Very interesting. Catherine Clark goes and provides a new little nugget for us, a new little wrinkle, if you will, because Catherine Clark says, this is her, this is the tweet that she comes back with. She says, I'm very proud of my daughter, even though she was arrested today. We're going to let the justice system play things out. Now, wait a minute. All the reporting that we did before said, said son. So what are you talking about? Scroll back a little bit. Son comes out as non-binary. Now, apparently, the son has come out fully trans. So when we wrote the article at Post Millennial, we initially reported that Jared Dowell, the son of the House Democratic Minority Whip, was arrested. And folks, I got to say, you know, it, um, it's not easy for me to do this. And it's not something that I say a lot. But now that I have received new information in this case, I just, I just have to come clean now, to be honest with you. And I do have to apologize for this one. I do have to apologize for absolutely nothing. Son, 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 son. You don't get to play get little games with your gender, right? Just because you got arrested or just because you joined Antifa. This is what the left breeds. The left breeds people who hate their country. They raise people who hate their family that want to deface Great American cities like Boston, one of the greatest American cities, one of the oldest American cities, a city that is known for storied amounts of history, indelibly tied to the American Revolution. And you're going to you're going to tear it up because some Antifa communist got shot by a cop after they shot the cop themselves. Or excuse me, Zerselves got shot by a cop. Zerselves. No. At what point does the Venn diagram of Democrat politicians and Antifa children become a complete circle? Because you saw this Tim Kaine, right? Tim Kaine down in Virginia, his son. We have to make sure that Tim Kaine's son is still a son, by the way. I'm not sure. Could be a daughter or some other brand new thing that we don't even know about yet. Or then again, when you want to talk statistics, since we're talking statistics today, what did Kyle Rittenhouse prove directly to us? Kyle Rittenhouse proved to us that you can't shoot into a crowd of 
crazed leftists without hitting at least one pedophile. Internalize that. Internalize that. It was the very first one, as a matter of fact. So I'm sick of this. And I'm sick of the, and the way she's preening up there about January 6th. Take care of your own family. How about that? How about we stick to law and order in this country and we don't have one set of standards for anyone and another set of standards for everyone else? When your son gets locked up for assaulting a police officer, guess what? He's not going to the women's prison. He's going to go in with the men. And you see, by the way, I'm, I'm totally sure that in Boston with their DA, she's going to work out a plea deal. Don't, don't, I, I'm going to call it right now. This kid will not see one day of jail time other than, you know, initial booking and, and arraignment and all of that. Now, there's going to be no sentence. There's going to be a deal here. You know, there's going to be a deal here because it's all political up there. It's, it's so political in the Northeast. And I say that as a guy out of the Philly area. But understand what's going on in our country. Feral militant leftist militias from Boston to Texas, whether it's drag queen story hour or whether it's a treehouse site outside of Atlanta, the left is on the move and Antifa is back. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.